Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listeners and welcome to episode 24 of the From the Finney podcast. I'm joined today by the voice of reason, Adam Brown, and George is back as well. We'll discuss the draw against Birmingham City at the weekend, we've got a few listener questions, and we'll finish off by looking ahead to Sheffield United on Tuesday night and Swansea City on Saturday. Enjoy. Brownie, are you well, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, happy new year and all that. Yeah, yeah, same to you. Georgie, thanks for joining us, are you good? Yeah, I was good until I came down and put the cricket on in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I've um, yeah, I think the less said about the cricket, the better. To be fair, mm. <laughs> it's a good job we're not a cricket podcast. That's um, true. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight in the Birmingham game. Uh, I think first half thought we were deserving of the lead. Went in at half time. I thought we we looked the better team. Should have had two goals really. I thought Hughes's header was a great chance. You know, it's near enough a free header. He's charging into the box and glanced it towards goal and just couldn't get it on target. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought first 15 were a little bit shaky, a little bit sloppy. Um, they got a few corners and we couldn't really get all the ball properly. Um, but I suppose that's all part of, you know, the new way we're playing and, you know, playing out from the back, which I think was, was evident yesterday more than the Cardiff game. There's a lot less long balls in the first half. Um, but we grew into it, didn't we? And I thought towards it, I mean, pretty much by the end of the first half, I thought, oh, we're, we're going to be comfortable here um, going into the second. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good first half, really. Yeah, thought, I think Adam makes a good point. I, I don't think our passing out from the back was very good at the start. Um, I think Seth had a few shaky moments, but then I think you saw the defenders trying to bring the ball out from the back, like carrying it a good... 20 yards, which we've not seen for a while. I remember St. Ledger used to do that a lot um, and Sept's brilliant at it. Like in the second half, he had a few sort of 60 yard runs almost into their box. You know, see a centre back doing that's great. So, yeah, I think we were decent in the first half, deserved to go in ahead. It never really felt like Birmingham were going to score. Hernandez had a couple of moments. You know, he's a very sort of powerful, explosive player with pace, but. Overall, I think any time they looked like scoring was down to us more than them. So I thought I always felt if we could sort of secure it up a bit and, and get on top, the game was got there to go on and win, and win. And I always thought we were going to go and get that second goal, but just didn't have the quality, did we? Uh, it felt, didn't it, like that kind of game where you just knew the second goal was going to be crucial. And there was nothing to say off that first half performance that you didn't think we'd go out and get it in the second, but obviously we didn't. The The expectation from the crowd or from some of the fans that 
overnight we're going to turn into this like free flowing ball passing like Barcelona Man City esque team is a bit unrealistic because you know you look at the group of players we've got toward the back end of Alex's time there was a lot of long ball under Frankie it was near enough all long ball and then to come in and flip that 180 overnight it's not it's not going to happen and we do have some good ball players I think like you said George Sepp's really good on the ball Bauer has his moments doesn't he he's not doesn't look the most comfortable. I think Hughes is okay. And then... I think Bauer's been pretty much asked to dribble straight through the middle occasionally, which we've definitely not seen. Um, we always thought we thought it'd be probably the two, you know, the left side and right side to go push on and carry the ball. But it's actually Bauer as well who's been asked to carry the ball through midfield, which is mm. I don't think he's particularly comfortable with that. Um, but yeah, like you say, Jake, it's not you've got to be. You've got to be realistic, haven't you? You can't just expect things to change overnight. There's certain variables that are still into play, like Barkey. It's the first time he's even looked at Barkey yesterday, isn't it? So there's little things like that that he's still getting used to the whole squad, which he probably hasn't had a proper look at yet. Yeah. Ryan said, Lowe said after the game that like little stats that he pressed and have jumped from being bottom of to like sort of top six sort of things. He didn't go into which ones it was, but... It's not a surprise, is it? Because you see the way we're playing at the moment and it's so much nicer on the eye. Like, I saw a tweet last night from someone sort of saying, at least we're trying to play the right way. You're turning up, um, you know, looking forward to watching us play, which should really be the bare minimum, but we've not had that, have we, recently? It's just nice to have it back, going to Deepdale. Excited to see, you know, your team play some good football. Um, yeah, I think that was I think that mistakes was reflected. along the way. But, yeah, yeah, you're always going to get that, aren't you? There's going to be... I, won't, I don't want to say teething problems because there'll be more than teething problems because ultimately some of the mistakes will lead to goals, but I can't think of a different phrase. Um, but you're always going to get that when, when there's a regime change. And, you know, there has been a regime change. It's not just, oh, uh, we've got a different man in and it's more of the same. You know, like you just said, George, we've jumped from bottom to top six, top ten, whatever it is with certain stats. And credit to the manager for that. But I think the... The big thing for me, there was a moment in the second half, or about five or ten minutes, where Deepdale felt like Deepdale again. You know, it was bouncing. Were the one, were the one and only North yeah. End, weren't it? And it, it was, it was just class. And someone, someone that sits by me on the uh, where I sit on the Finney stand, they said like what you've both just said. You know, like I'm excited to come back to games, and while it would be disappointing if we lost this, this is yesterday. They were like. I just enjoy being back on on the on the stadium and on Deepdale and, and watching a decent football inside again. Yeah, Low Low sort of pointed that out. He said it erupted, didn't it, in the second half? All of a sudden, it you know, simple chant that, but just just for that for start five ten minutes in a match will make a massive difference, especially in a second half when you're trying to get a goal. I think everyone can. No one's going to stand up are they at home game and chant all game. You know, you might get a little section of it, but if everyone can sort of Joining with that at some point in a match at the right time, it was class. I thought like the loudest I've heard Deepdale for a long time, and to be fair, their fans were amazing. Thought all the crap they're going through um, to bring yeah. two thousand and make that level of noise. They're probably as good as I've seen um, in the cop this year. We spoke about it yesterday, didn't we? About I think what 20, 30 minutes into the game, I just couldn't believe the noise that they were making. Which, given 
who've got very little to shout about at the minute. It's uh, it's commendable yeah. to to Birmingham fans. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. We've got the ball. We've lost the ball. That was a bit weird, but yeah, the rest of it was was decent. Yeah, I think that bit that period in the second half. I think a couple of passes here and there, and we would have got that second goal. So I think you know the fans did really galvanise. It was the one with recent there, and then Evans goes through at one point where he probably should have passed it to DJ rather than cutting back on his left. Those couple of chances. You know, if they do go in, then you know you're two 0 and, and Deepdale's rocking, then, isn't it? Yeah, I think ultimately decision making cost us yesterday. People might point to a lack of quality in the final third, but I don't think we really carved out that many clear cut chances where we forced Etheridge into like making a save. I know there was that Whiteman cross come shot that he's tipped round the post. Other than that, I can't really think of much else. To be fair. Um, it was it was the build up play and the the chance creation where the decision making in the final moment has let us down and we've not been able to go on to have the chance. Yeah, the Reese one was sums him up a bit, doesn't it? You know, nutmeg a defender, an experienced <laughs> defender like that, and then just pass the ball five yards and Johnson scored. Like you put your house on him to score, and still them little things you just want him to sort of fine tune because he's got all the ability and potential, but. That must be like, as a manager, you must be tearing your hair out at that. Like, think you be able to do something so good, and then not something as basic as that. And I think Ryan, as a striker, will hopefully be able to just get that little extra sort of five ten percent out of Reese because it's pretty infuriating, really, and you can't have your striker passing five yards. You you could see that yesterday. The manager was like, he was so animated when mm. Emil would make a mistake or misplace a pass and. I think it's well intentioned, you know. I suspect Ryan and Emil have probably had a lot of conversations since he's come in, and um, when, like you say, George, when you see see him not make a defender and then fail to make a five yard pass, as the manager, you'd expect him to be a bit pissed off. To be fair, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think Evans's pass was tougher, but he still should have passed it because it was it would have been on Johnson's left foot, and you saw DJ's reaction; he was fuming. But you wouldn't be if you're making them. Lung busting runs and the ball doesn't come to you twice. Like DJ was DJ was unbelievable yesterday. He was everywhere. Um and you get frustrated. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Which is always what people used to say, oh, he's lazy or whatever. He's far from it. He is everywhere on that pitch at the minute. Calling DJ lazy is the laziest tag to give him. Yeah. He does have quite a language style, doesn't he? Like and I think people are looking at the way that he plays the game and mistaking that for how he plays the game or how they think he's not playing the game, if that makes sense. Defo, yeah. He just moves so cool, doesn't he, on the pitch? But I was watching, I watched, like, for a couple of minutes, like five minutes, I watched him, like, is he going to just have a little walk for half, like 30 seconds here? And he, he doesn't, like, unbelievable fitness. I remember Alex Neal once called him, like, a machine, I think, or a beast or something like that. But, yeah, he's at, he's at the top of his game at the moment. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I think going back to Reese, I think I think with Reese is he kind of best in that left channel a little bit where he's cutting in. Yeah, and in yeah. the second half, I think we wanted to get Cunningham further forward, which he did. So Reese was kind of more over to the right hand side and he kind or central and he didn't really have any impact on the game apart from when he did not make that player and, and, and passed it straight to their defender. So I think he's still trying to work out Reese how to play in this because in the when um uh, McAvoy was in charge. It was all about getting the ball to Reese, wasn't it? But 
at the minute, I think he's a little bit lost in terms think, of getting used to his formation. I don't think it's unreasonable to cut him quite a lot of slack as well. You know, he's just turned 23, has he? Or, or 22. Either way, he's still <laughs> relatively young. He's come in, been here for year and a half he's played under Alex Neal Frankie McAvoy and now Ryan Lowe three completely different systems he's played as a lone striker in a two where it, like you say Adam it's been all about him and now he's adapting to this new system under Ryan and you know the only sort of consistent period he had was this season under Frankie where he was a nailed on starter and, and, and it was all about Emil so I think you know it's not unreasonable to cut him a fair chunk of slack um, for anyone that might think jumping on his back. Yeah, it's no surprise his best moment was when there was 40 yards of grass ahead of him and space to run into. Like, if you, he's not really a tight space pocket player, is he, with his back to goal, little touches. Like, he wants to gallop into space and, and run past people, um, which is which suited us with Frankie's style. Um, but yeah, mentally as well, I just think he's gone from being the sort of main man to you know, going through a little sticky patch and I think he just needs a goal, really. Um, you know, I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come. Just yeah. when he was walking off, I think it was nice to see the town and sort of chant for him and lift his head up a bit because I could tell he was a bit down. He'd just made a bad pass and then he was hooked. So I'm, I'm sure he'll get a goal in the next, next few games. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think just before we go to a break, I just want to touch on the defence. It's nine games without a clean sheet now. Last one was Luton at home on the 30th of October. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that Diaby's probably going to sign. It would seem a bit bizarre to keep him at the club as long as we have, just to not sign him when we could. And Bauer as well seems to be coming in for a bit of stick recently, and I know he's not played as well as we know he can, but do you think everything that's been going on with his contract might have been playing on his mind? Um. I think a contract will always be in the back of your mind, but I've not seen any sort of lack of effort or anything from Bauer. Or maybe only at Cardiff, but I saw that in about six or seven of them. I just don't think we could be too bothered with that game. Um, but no, I thought we, to be fair, at Stoke, I thought we defended brilliantly and we were undone by a, a wonder strike. And then just a couple of late goals, Barnsley and, and Stoke uh, from crosses. So I've not really watched Hogan's goal back, but I think it was Bauer that got sort of stuck and ended up in a bit of a pickle. Um but I've not I've not since Ryan's come in, I've not looked at us and thought we look really open here or anything like that. So I think no real real concern for me. No, same for me. Like I know he's he's not been performing at his best, but you're gonna get that with every player through a season. But I think it it seems to be a pattern with at least in my opinion anyway, with a small section of our fan base that it's like one bad game for a player and there's a handful of them on social and generally on Facebook I've seen it. Just jump on that player's back and start hammering him and it's like come on. You know, look a bit further back down the line, look at how he has played and, and try not to sort of let the recent games affect you your decision making and, and your opinion on that player. Don't look at one game and just go, right, yeah, he's shit. Well, we're a better team with him with him in the side, so 100%. I don't really, I don't really know what else you can do. The, the goal was a weird one because he, I thought his Achilles had gone again at first because he kind of got stuck in the in the ground a little bit. And I've watched it back a few times, and I still can't work out exactly what happened. Um, George gone. 
No, no. Absolutely. Oh, so, uh, no, um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a bit of a strange one, um, the goal. But I think Lowe touched on it afterwards. I think we got a little bit too deep. And then what happened then is because they're a side that are big units, you know, and like to put crosses in. We were pretty much encouraging them to cross the ball in the box by the end of it. And then by then, you're kind of asking for trouble, aren't you? Um, I thought the subs were interesting yesterday because they brought on Woods, Hogan and Bellingham. Mm. And we brought on Barkey, who's hardly played. Sean, who's... Don't know whether he's going to fit in this system. And Sinclair, who's not a striker. So we pretty much made our team worse and they made their team better by the end of it. So yeah. it was a bit of a tough final 20 minutes or 10 minutes when they came on, wasn't it? Yeah, good. it's two good subs, that, isn't it? Woods and Hogan like link up for the goal. Woods has always played well against us. Um, and Hogan's, player, Woods, Hogan's someone I could see scoring goals for us if he played for us. Uh, clever movement and finish for the goal. But yeah, I wasn't looking at us yesterday and thinking we need three subs. I thought I thought we were doing all right. I thought maybe if Barky came on, he'd go up front because I didn't think Potts was, you know, he wasn't offering loads going forward, but he wasn't getting caught out or anything. Um, I think that on Potts, I think that's probably because most of the play was coming down the opposite side, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it think... must have just been. He must have just wanted fresh legs or something. Yeah. When when people probably saw Noel at the start and saw Greg at, at left wing back, I think there was maybe a few question marks, a few eyebrows raised. But I actually thought he did very well. Cunningham were good yesterday. Yeah. I think he gave it his all, absolutely everything. But yeah, Sinclair came on. Maybe he saw them a couple of times. He'd run through on goal and thought, if that's Sinclair, he maybe scores. But seen it a few times this season. Sinclair's come on and offered very little. So um, I'm not sure where you go from there with him. Yeah, I think if you had a choice, I don't think Lowe would be wanting to bring on Sinclair up front, would he? So no. it's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah. Did Evans last the 90 yesterday? No, he came off for one of the one of Sean. Came off for Sinclair, I think it is. Really, he he looked to me like he could have done with coming off about five or ten minutes earlier. (laughs) He looked absolutely (laughs) fucked. Well, I said to Dave yesterday, he's he's seen Tade and Mengiani like I don't know, nineteen years old, and thought I'm going to just give you a horrible afternoon. I'm going to make it absolutely rank and get stuck into you. And fair enough, Mengi gave his all, but Evans didn't half rough him up like. Proper what? old old school battle. What did you make of the ref yesterday? I thought Evans got a nasty one on him. I didn't couldn't see it because I was about two hundred yards away, but um, looked a bad 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 foul that from Mengi. Well, the Evans one in the first half, I thought looked a bit a little bit rash as well. So I didn't yeah. really have that many complaints about the ref. I think Lowe was talking about it after, but it didn't really stand out to me anything in particular. Oh, it was like a physical shocking. game, wasn't it? He tried to let it go. He tried to let a lot of things go. Um, I think I'm never his, a massive. I think that was his issue. I thought he let too much go. I thought there was maybe four or five throughout the game that kind of set the tone for them, like rough challenges when they came in. And I just thought, mm, should have got a grip of that a bit sooner. But can't really have too much, too many complaints about the ref. He didn't didn't make any howlers. What did you think of the the Greg incident in the first half? I couldn't see it from where I was. Penalty yeah. shout. Yeah, um, I wasn't sure if it was in the box or just out, but I think neither. either way, it was. I think it was a foul. Yeah, I looked at DJ who was right next to him, and he didn't really appeal. So maybe Greg's tried to buy one. Um, mm, yeah, I've not, not seen a re- not seen a replay of that back at the time. I thought, yeah, that's a foul. But um, 
I suppose no. it's always a good indicator, isn't it, as to whether or not something's gone the way you think it has based off how the teammates have reacted. Out of interest, I think we've, I don't know if it was just yesterday, we seem to have got a little bit of a bite, a bit of bite about us. You know, a few like late tackles going in, a bit of, uh, you know, we seem to be everywhere trying to get the ball back no matter what. And I like that. More than, uh, I hope that continues. don't know if it was just for yesterday, but... Yeah, there was a few few tackles going in yesterday that were a bit tasty. Yeah, um, yeah DJ went in from behind, didn't he, in the second half when he was tracking back. Um, he's not the most natural tackler, is he? But fair enough, got stuck in. Um, Ledson did a horrendous one at Cardiff, thought he was going to go. But yeah, you like to see that in your team, don't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. Just one, one more player to mention as well before we break. I thought Alan Brown was absolutely class yesterday. Yeah, went about think, his business quite quietly, didn't he? But he was everywhere. I think he's been better on the ball. Um, I think he's he's been asked to play that way, and there's always been a little bit of an issue with him whether he can actually play. Um, but I think he's been I think he's been much better on the ball since Lowe's come in, and he's been good for a few months now, hasn't he? Yeah, so. he has. Uh, he just looks a lot better playing that sort of ten, fifteen yards further up the pitch, doesn't he? Super. Definitely, it's a class midfield that in it. It really is. McCann, I thought he might have brought McCann on yesterday actually, just for a bit of extra legs in the middle of the park, but Whiteman, Brown and DJ, you're not getting much better than that, I don't think. No, no, definitely not. Um, Yeah, I think unless you boys have got anything else you want to say in this first half, then we can go to a break. No, mate. Cool, right, I'll see you in part two, fellas. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. We'll answer a few listener questions for you and then we'll finish off by looking ahead to the Sheffield United game on Tuesday and the Swansea game on Saturday, which I know, George, you're probably absolutely ecstatic about another trip to Wales. Oh yeah, brilliant. As long as Adam Salisbury's in his own hotel room, that'll do me. Yeah, we'll we'll not go into that. Wait, that makes it sound worse than what it was. It was just snoring. But yeah, um... First question, this one's from Sean Thompson, who's asked, what are your views on the memorandum of... Let me try that again. What are your views on the memorandum of understanding that's been agreed with PSC? Well, I think it's just a a sign of of positive things to come, hopefully. Um, You know, if something's written down on paper, then you're kind of um, stuck to it then, aren't you? So, yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Things have improved off the pitch and with engagement and stuff like that. So... Yeah, you just just gonna hope it continues. Yeah, I'd echo that. I, I, I've never really heard that phrase before, so I had to sort of search what it meant um, when the, t- the tweet was put out. But um, yeah, all positive stuff. Um, I don't think you can, anyone can have anything bad to say about that. So yeah, well done to everyone involved, um, and hopefully we can see the sort of uh, sort of reap the re- rewards from getting that signed um, in the coming months. Yeah, I don't think there's any, anything else to add to that. To be fair. Um, next one then this one's from Adam Smith and he's asked perhaps a bit harshly um, do we have the worst strike force in the championship well 
I'd have to sort of list all the strikers at different clubs, but um, I'd like to think not. I can see where he's coming from because we've got quite a few wingers who don't really fit in. Uh, Wickham didn't work out. Maguire's scored one goal. Uh, Evans has got one. One or two. One or two, yeah. Offers a lot else, but I think it, it definitely needs strengthening. I think we can agree on that. Um bit of an over-reliance on Reese in terms of goals. I think we all know what we need up there. It's just how much will that cost and is it going to be possible? You know, someone with a bit of technique, a bit of pace and just someone who can finish and score them proper centre-forward goals because Reese's goals are all sort of weird and wonderful but not really seen him sort of arrive in the box and finish from six yards or whatever. So... Just a bit of a technical player in there, clever, knows how to score goals, get in the right areas. Um, and yeah, a bit of pace, I think, as well. Yeah, I think if we're going to be getting our wing-backs high up the pitch um, and getting crosses in, I don't think that's Reese's game. Um, and Evans, he does do a lot of work outside the box and on set pieces and stuff like that is good. But in terms of quality and what you want to get up towards the top end of the table, is he your man? I don't know. Um but yeah, we all know we need a striker. In terms of worst strike force in the division, I don't know, I think Reese's form in the, the, the first half of the season probably means we would not. Um, but like George says, I'd have to have a full review of every squad <laughs> in the league. But yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, I think it's perhaps a tad harsh, but <laughs> I can kind of see where he's coming from to an extent. Um, and it, it, it does need a freshen up, you know, Scott Sinclair has been here, what is it, two years now? Three years? I can't remember. Two. Two. Shawnee's been here five, six, something like that, four or five. Um, you know, they're two straight away that I don't think anyone would have too many issues with if they were let go. Um, it, yeah, it's just, it's an it's another area of the squad that it feels like we, every window we're saying we need a striker, but we do. Like we're not just saying it because we want the club to go out and spend money on a striker for the sake of spending money on a striker. But yeah, it's an area of the squad that needs freshening up. Yeah, um, they obviously knew that as well because they brought Wickham in, so that was a striker signing that hasn't worked. But obviously, shows that the club felt they needed another option up there. Um, and people we were saying it in the summer before he scored all these goals that you needed someone else and I don't think his goals changed that I think you need op- options up there thinking of Stoke the other week the options they had up front and albeit one of them cost like five or six million but strength in depth um, well, and I think when you've got such a good field and brought Sam Surridge yeah. on Campbell started didn't he um, yeah so you got to remember really. is, yeah. Sorry, George. No, go um, on. I think you got to remember is when we signed Reese, we were playing one up front then. Um, so we've changed formation and not really strengthened properly properly since then. So if we're going to be playing two up front, then it's definitely an area that needs needs sorting out. Ryan Lowe doesn't strike me as someone who will put up, put up with not getting what he wants either. Like he'll, he'll go and make it clear that I need this if you want me to you know, succeed. So I'm sure they're looking, you know, at the Archer from Villa was linked. No idea if that's true or not, to be honest. Um, 
Hardy's but, been linked as well, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully they can try and get someone. Last question, then. This one's from Greg Atkinson. And, again, perhaps another one that can't properly answer. But who can we realistically move on to bring fresh faces in? And he says he can't see much movement until the summer now. I think, bare minimum, this window will be DRB plus one. I think at the absolute least. Yeah. I I wouldn't bet again bet that it'll be more than a couple. DRB one of them, like you say. Just think it's quite tough in January, isn't it? And not got much money to spend by all accounts. Squad's full. Probably need to get rid of two or three. And then have a look in the summer. Um, might be more about planning for the summer more than anything. Don't think we're absolutely... Obviously, we want a left wing back and probably a striker as well, but not the end of the world if we don't get one. Um you know, the team's still playing all right at the moment. I don't think no one's worried about going down. Um, and it's a big ask to get into the top six. So I'm sure they want to bring people in and we'll all be happy if they can. Um, but I think the summer window is going to be massive and hopefully more time than pre-season. That's the one to really go and get the players that Ryan Lowe needs to have a proper go next year. Yeah, I think the summer creates a natural opportunity given the number of players that are outside of con- out of contract. Um, Sinclair's a big earner um, so yeah I think the summer is going to be the main thing in terms of this month I honestly can't even think of anyone who'd, who'd want you know I just, just can't think you just don't know what's going to crop up there in the lower leagues but I just can't see anybody going out I mean even Thomas and players like that I mean, how are we even going to get these players out um, so yeah it's probably going to be the summer I bet you Lowe can't wait wait till the summer to be fair to him Bet he can't wait to get We've got Harmony out of contract, haven't we? Hunts is out of contract. Is Raf out of contract as well? Uh, yeah. Then you Ripley. Got, I think Ripley might be. Uh, Harrop isn't, but I suspect him. He possibly will be one that be lo- they'll be looking to move on. Sinclair's out of contract. Barky's out of contract. Hudson. Um, Hudson's out of contract. Only four goal, three goalkeepers in the summer. Yeah. Jamie Thomas. Did he only sign a one-year deal? Yeah, one with year an option, option, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same as Brown. So, you know, straight away, you're looking at six or seven, seven or eight players that are just out of contract there. Never mind people that other clubs might be looking at and going, yeah, fans putting a bid in for that player. So, Story's not been in the squad yet either. Not sure what's going on there. What, under low? Don't think so. Oh. Might have been on the bench once, but he wasn't on the bench yesterday. No, I know he wasn't on the bench yesterday. Um, All of Sunday's another one. You know, he played eight God, minutes yeah. once. Are they going to look to try and shift him on on a free, maybe? Or are they... God knows. God knows. Yeah. It's, That's yeah. been really, really disappointing, that. thought yeah. he was going to be a good player for us. Yeah, just can't stay fit, can he, it seems. Mm. Which is, like you say, George, it's disappointing. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you both, I think. Barring maybe one or two surprises this month, I can't see much happening. I think, like, like I said, I think it'll be Diaby plus one, maybe plus two, but not much more than that. It'll be interesting to see who they register for the squad come the end of January because you'd, you'd imagine Lowe will have had more than enough time to look at all the lads in training and you know he's given like, Harrop got a few minutes at Cardiff. Wonder if he'll get a few more minutes over this next run of games because it's Saturday, Tuesday for the next couple of weeks. You know, DJ's played a lot of football, runs his nuts off, Brownie the same. So, suspect there'll be a bit of rotation in the coming weeks and 
you know, those players that he mentioned when he came in that everyone will get an opportunity, you suspect this is when that opportunity will probably come. Yeah, that's another thing to consider as well. The amount of games we've got in January, um, we might need some of these players as much as we wouldn't ideally want to be playing them. You, you might need them at some point. Yeah, definitely. Sheffield United, Tuesday night. They've done all right under Heckingbottom, but he has only had three games in charge. Uh, well, there was supposed to be five, but two have been postponed. They've won two, lost obviously at the weekend against uh, a somewhat resilient Derby County now. And they're only one place above us in the league. They're on the same points, got slightly better goal difference, minus one versus minus three. Um, I don't know if I'm maybe underestimating them, but I can't say it's a game that I'm looking at and I'm petrified of them. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good game at their place, weren't it? They've been a massive disappointment. I thought, looking at that squad, like how are they not in the top six when you look at that? Some of the teams that are, I mean, a Blackburn second, Sheffield United, are where they are, it's baffling. But yeah, Tuesday night under the lights, Sheffield United at home. What an occasion! Got to got to get excited for that. Um, yeah, is it the first midweek under the lights at Deepdale under the new manager? I think it is. Yeah. I imagine they'll bring a decent following. I'm pretty sure they sold it out. So, yeah, what should be a really good game, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, you know, that you you just can't beat a midweek at home under the lights, wrapped up, freezing your nuts off, doing your best to try and stay warm. But if, like, you know, like we said in the second half on Saturday, if Deepdale's rocking for a period of time, then you forget about all that. Well, hopefully no one's got a refund on the tickets for Boxing Day because you'd imagine that, I mean, Boxing Day is usually a bigger crowd, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Should be good. Um, yeah, it's probably got draw written all over it, to be fair, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, to be fair, I'd, I'd take a draw. I think I would as well. Don't Go up to Swansea. Bit... Yeah. Not Swansea struggling, aren't they? Yeah. They're doing um, all right, but... Not not a team to be scared. There's any teams to be scared of other than Fulham, to be honest. Who can put seven past anyone on the day? Um, well, twice this season. <laughs> crazy that, isn't it? So I looked at two one to Bristol City. I checked my phone ten minutes later, four five two up. <laughs> seen, um, have you seen the clip of Lee Bowyer doing his post match yesterday? They've got Fulham next, and the guy doing the interview is like. Uh, See, Fulham have uh, scored, was it six again yesterday? Yeah. He's like, I see Fulham have scored six uh, again, and we've got them on Tuesday, and Lebo just went, oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just reminds me of uh, Wednesday night in Wings and Beer with uh, Ollie. Oh, Marcos, yeah. Who's Marcos the best coach Silver. in the championship? Nathan Jones. Marco Silva. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Swansea. They've they've had a pretty mixed time, to be fair, under Russell Martin. Um, it's probably no surprise to anyone that's in a Russell Martin team that they have uh, the most possession of anyone in the championship. But you know, credit credit to him. He's gone in there. He's trying to implement a style. He's got a style of play that he obviously wants to try and get across. And I think they've had yeah, pretty mixed time. The what are they one or two places below us in the league? I think. 17th, yeah. Oh, they, I thought they were higher than that, to be fair. That's pretty poor. Um, considering yeah, well, they beat us to every signing under the sun. Yeah. Just brought Cyrus Christian, haven't they? I think. They've said that again, mate. Just brought Cyrus Christian from Fulham. Yeah. 
they lost Laird, didn't they? Um, he got pulled and then sent over to to Bournemouth. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'll go for them. I think they only won one in six, so they're not, not really? in great yeah. form. An issue for us will be we've got a midweek game. I don't think they have. And then we've yeah. got to then go down to, yeah. to Swansea, so it's not ideal for us. Yeah. yeah. I think the players fly to that. Yeah. Especially with restrictions being lifted now in, in Wales for that one. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. That Cardiff game is so bad. Like, literally horrendous. Worse, worse than the night before. No. <laughs> um, Swansea were dead, sort of risky, weren't they? At our place. I'd like to think they'll be a bit sort of sharper. Uh, I think in the way in their ways now. That was that like Martin's like second or third game in charge when we played them. It was early yeah. on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was early doors. Um, yeah, I mean they they drew at the weekend with Huddersfield, but they've lost the last three before that. Um, with a few postponements mixed in, and the last win was on the twenty fourth of November against Barnsley. But I think everyone's beating Barnsley in the league <laughs> this season anyway, so it doesn't really count for much. Derby are above Barnsley now. Yeah. Do you think they'll? Do you think they'll stay up? No, but I think they're giving it a bloody good go. I think they'd be tenth with didn't have the points deduction. Bloody hell! What a job Rooney's doing there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think he'll get some. I think they're under a transfer embargo again, aren't they? So yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's just, they lost Jagielka, didn't they? I think he's left. Yeah. Like every time they get a glimmer of hope, bang something else for him yeah. to deal with. You've got a feel for him, but yeah, giving it the right good go. I think most teams would be down by now, to be fair. Is he, um, is he donating his wages to the staff as well or something, I read? Or, or he's not taking his, his salary or something like that? No idea. No, I'm not saying that. I could have made that up, but I'm sure I saw something about that. Um, what are your predictions then, boys? Chef United? 2-1 to us. 1-1, one, one, I think. Yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence with you, Adam, as well. Say so, 1-1 one, one, or 0-0. Nil, 0-0? Nil. Nil, nil. You reckon? Yeah. Clean sheet would be all right, I suppose. Yeah, it'd be novel. <laughs> um, Swansea, what, what do you reckon? George, you'll be open for a win with all that travel. Yeah, um, not got a great record there, have we? To be fair, no. Maybe like two two. Don't know. Yeah, I got two two. Always back us to score goals at the moment, creating chances, playing well. So, yeah, I think I'll go the same two two. I think I'll go two uh, one to us. Lovely. I think we'd take that week. Four, four points from yeah. next two. Well, I mean, you but take the cup game out and he's, he's had an unbeaten start, hasn't he? Which you can't sniff out seven points from nine games. If he'd have won yesterday, he'd have been the first PNE manager since Gary Peters to win his first three yeah, I saw games that. in charge. I saw that and immediately thought, right, we're not winning then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my thought as well. But mm. Yeah, boys, unless you've got anything else you want to say, then I think we can wrap the pod up there. All good. Nope. Nice for having us on again. No, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been another positive week at the club with a lot going on, on and off the pitch. Um, If you've listened to the Graham Wesley interview as well, thank you. It's gone down incredibly well. Uh, It's already in the top 10, I think, most listened to episodes. So, yeah, uh, you can support us as well. Hear it from the Finney. If you just go over to supporter.acast.com forward slash from the Finney. Brownie, voice of reason, what's what's your Twitter handle? 
voice should change the voice of reason, should yeah. I? Um, I've two of the voices. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't compete with the voice. <laughs> no one could compete with the voice. Um, it's uh, brownie underscore underscore underscore. George, I think everyone's following you anyway, but go on. G Hodgson Sport. Cool. Straight to the point. Nice and easy. Um, yeah, I did have something else I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy will kill me if I don't say it, but if you're listening on an Apple device, then I'd appreciate if you could leave us a review. We've had a couple come in since the last episode, which is good. So thank you very much for that. And yeah, boys, thank you very much. It's pleasure. Oh, I remembered what it was. Reese, mm. the band that are coming on, a lot of people are saying that they can't find them on Spotify. Reese is spelt the Welsh way, R-H-Y-S-E. So yeah. Um, and yeah, they'll play us out now. So see you later. Hi, this is Reese E, and you've been listening to From the Finney Podcast, and you can now hear our single, Wise Man. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the town end. Peace and love. <laughs>